welcome to our Kingdom Culture Podcast. For today's message, we are thankful for what God is doing through this podcast to encourage and transform lives around the world. If you have a story to share about how God has encouraged or transformed your life through this podcast, we would love to hear about it by emailing us at mystory@kingdomculture.ca. If you would like to support this ministry financially to help us bring messages like this to you every week, you can do so online at kingdomculture.ca at the give option. We also would love to connect with you on our social media, on Instagram and Twitter at KC Ottawa and Facebook at Facebook slash Kingdom Culture Ottawa. We pray that you would experience God today and be encouraged through today's message. Enjoy. Happy Father's Day, Kingdom Culture. Happy Father's Day to all the amazing fathers in the house. Love you. We're thankful for you. Today, I have this very, very special honor and I've actually, we've never had this individual that we're about to have today that's going to bring the word to us today and encourage us. But this man, most of you probably don't know who he is, but has had one of the largest impacts on my life. Still to this day that I, you know, I'm living the benefits of every day. Everything in ministry, my travels, some of the greatest things I've seen around the world really, I believe part of its origin came as a result of the impact of this man and that he's had on my life personally. This man, his name is Wayne Northup, and I met him 19 years ago. And uh, he, you know, was leading teams down to Mardi Gras in New Orleans and and just loving the people on the street, amazing encounters with God. And and as you know, I did that for eight years, led teams down there for about eight years down to Mardi Gras every single year, saw incredible things. And, and this man mentored me. He, I, 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 when I was, like I said, 19 years ago, I moved to Minnesota and I lived in Minnesota, traveled for about a year and a half with Wayne and his wife, Christy, and saw what it looked like to be mentored by a man of God, a woman of God. I was in their life personally, and I traveled with them around North America, Central America. As an intern, they mentored me. And I, when I went with him, like I was pretty raw and pretty green and fresh, so to speak. And he, and they set me up. They put me on the path that I am on today. And I owe so much to Wayne Northup. I owe, I owe so much to his wife, Christy. I mean, I played drums for Christy uh, for, for quite some time, uh, not only at all the Mardi Gras events, but traveling with her as her drummer as well, did some little mini tours. And I just was so impacted by their life and impact on my life. Um, and I'm forever indebted to them. And I'm so privileged to introduce someone so special to me, to you today on Father's Day. Wayne has been like and was like a spiritual father to me, especially in that beginning time. He really poured into my life and trained me and discipled me and challenged me and offended me, because that's what mentors do, right? Offended me to the point of breakthrough and growth and maturity, and there's just no one like him. I don't, I don't think I know anyone to this day that understands mentoring like he does. He taught me so much about what mentoring is and what it's supposed to be and discipling and just showed me so much. And I'm so, so thankful. I don't think there's any words uh, to, to really, enough words, so I guess, to really define and describe like the impact that this life, uh, this man has had on my life. And so it's my honor today 
And I hope Kingdom Culture, you can give him a warm welcome, even virtually, just to welcome you, Wayne Northup. I love you. I'm so thankful for you. And I'm so excited for you to encourage us today on Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. And Wayne, we're ready for you. Thank you so much, Sean. How appropriate is it on this Father's Day here this morning that I get to speak for one of my favorite spiritual sons I've ever had. Sean, I want to say in front of the entire Kingdom Culture Church that I am so proud of you. I've been able to watch you through the years and been able to see what God's done in your life as you've traveled uh, as a prophet, as an evangelist, and now as you're shepherding a local church. I'm honored to be here with you this morning. Listen, I am praying for you during this time of such intensity during the pandemic. I know that you've been through an intense time as a church and as a country. And I just want to tell you that I love you. And you've got a friend here in the United States of America from New Orleans, Louisiana, that is rooting for you, Kingdom Culture, and praying for you, and that I'm behind you. If I haven't ever had a chance to meet you, my name is Wayne, as, as Pastor Sean said, and I'm from New Orleans, Louisiana, where we have the greatest football team and the greatest food on the planet. But I want to talk to you today from the aspect, from the vantage point of a father. I'm a spiritual father. I'm also an earthly father. I have my own kids and I have my own spiritual sons and daughters. And not only that, I've ha I have a spiritual father and I have an, an earthly dad who's been incredibly as well, incredible as well. And so I want to talk to you today here on this Father's Day on what it means to be an incredible father. I think about the story that I heard years ago, true story about an earthquake that happened in Armenia in the year 1989. You see, there was a father that used to put his son to bed every single night. And he would always say, son, no matter what happens, I want you to know that dad will always be, be here for you and that dad loves you. And thanks, dad. I love you, dad. Next night, same thing, son, no matter what happens, dad will always be here for you. Daddy loves you. Just a few days into the, the school calendar, uh, an incredible earthquake, one of the worst ones to ever hit anywhere in the world, hit that country of Armenia. And that, that child was buried underneath the rubble as elementary school with a group of friends. They were trapped in a hole that the earthquake had created. And they were all scared and crying. And, and Armad, the son, said to the rest of his friends, don't worry, my dad is coming. He promised me that no matter what, he would never leave me. He would never forsake me, that he would always be here for me. Don't worry, my dad is going to come and he's going to get us. Well, the story goes that the dad rushed over to the elementary school and he all, all that was there when he got to the elementary school was a pile of rubble. And he began to pick up one brick at a time and dig through the rubble, looking for his son and calling his name, Armad. Man, the fire department showed up and they said, sir, you're going to have to leave. This is our job. There's nothing. Uh, even if you found your son, you're not going to like what you find underneath there. There's no way that he survived this. This is dangerous and we need you to exit the premises. The father looked at the fire department and said, I promised my son I would always be there for him. I would always love him no matter what. Are you going to help me dig or are you going to leave? 
then they thought he was crazy, and so they they left. And and then a few minutes later, the police showed up and said, "Sir, you've got to leave the premises. This is dangerous. In fact, if you don't leave, we are going to arrest you." The father looked at the police, and he said, "Are you going to help me dig, or are you going to leave? Because I made my son a promise." that I would always be there for him no matter what, and that I would always love him. I'm going to keep my promise, and I'm going to keep digging one brick at a time. The father continued to, to, to dig. He picked up one brick after another brick, one brick after another brick. He dug overnight, and the story goes that over 24 hours he dug. In fact, it was almost 32 hours that that father picked up one brick at a time and continued to dig. And finally, on that 32nd hour, he picked up that final brick and he heard the words, Dad. And he said, Son. He said, his son said, Dad. He said, Armad, my son. And the son said, Dad, I knew you would come because you promised me you would always be there for me no matter what and that you would love me. He said, listen, I'm going to let all of my friends out first. I'll, I'll be the last one out, Dad, because I know that you'll still be standing there waiting for me, Dad. Thank you so much, Dad, for, for never leaving me, for always being there for me and for rescuing me from this rubble. As I think of that story and the emotions that it brings to my heart, I think of the fact that there is nothing in the world like the heart of a true father. There is nothing in the world like the heart of a true father. And again, I'm talking as someone who has spiritual sons and daughters. I'm talking this as someone who has uh, earthly sons and daughters that I am their, their dad. And I'm also talking as someone who has a spiritual father. And I have that inheritance also from my earthly father as well. And so today I'm going to talk about the heart of a father. And I'm going to talk to the fathers in this room. And I'm going to also talk to the children in this room. Some of you are here today and you have no father. Some of you need a spiritual father to step in and take that role in your life. Some of you are fathers, but God is calling you now to build a legacy of being a spiritual father for your son or your future daughter in the faith. Let me just jump into a few texts here just to get this in our veins here today, to, to kind of get this in our blood. When Paul, the apostle Paul, is writing to a city, a group of people in the city of Corinth, he finds himself having to bring some correction to his life, but he brings that correction to their life as a father. Listen to what he says in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 14 through 16. He says, I'm not writing these things to shame you, but to warn you as my beloved children. So he's talking to this entire church as spiritual sons and daughters. And he says, for even if you had 10,000 others to teach you about Christ, you have only one spiritual father. For I became your father in Christ Jesus when I preached the good news to you. So I ask you to follow my example and to do as I do. See, see Paul understood that he was a father to the people that were underneath him. He also writes to a church in the city of Thessalonica with that same father heart. He says, 
in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 7 through 12. He says, as apostles of Christ, we certainly had a right to make some demands of you, but we were as gentle among you as a mother feeding and caring for her own children. And you know that we treated each of you as a father treats his own children. We pleaded with you encouraged you. We urged you to live your lives in a way that God would consider worthy. We see this example of Paul being a spiritual father to so many. And we see other biblical examples. Paul with his son in the faith, Timothy, which we'll read about in a little bit. We also see the Old Testament example of a prophet named Elijah, a powerful prophet, man of God, who is a spiritual father to a son in the faith named Elisha. There's a great story in 2 Kings chapter 2 verses 11 through 14 that I'll just summarize for you because as Elijah is being taken up into heaven, Elisha cries out to Elijah as he's literally being taken up into heaven at the end of his tenure, the end of his ministry career, the end of his life. He's being taken up into heaven and Elisha cries out, my father, my father. So you think about that and you think about the, the bond that took place between those two. Let me ask you a question. Who in your life, as you are passing on to the next life, would be able to look at you and scream and cry out, my father, my father. Some of you have sons and daughters that are a part of your bloodline. Others of you need to adopt sons and daughters in the faith right there at Kingdom Culture. And by the way, this is also a message that highlights spiritual moms, not just spiritual fathers. Who in your life is going to call you father? Father, as you're passing on to the next life. This principle of the older generation taking care of the younger generation as loving parents is seen throughout scripture over and over. And I'm just telling you, even walking away from the Bible for a second and telling you that I've had the chance to do this with so many sons and daughters in the faith. Even your pastor and I have had this spiritual father, spiritual son relationship. So let me give you today just a few things that a spiritual father does for you, an earthly father and a spiritual father does for you. First of all, a spiritual father, as a spiritual father, you should teach your children how to stay strong in the faith. Paul is writing to his son in the faith named Timothy. We think by, by studying that this is probably, probably most likely Paul's closest spiritual son in his life. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 18 and 19. I want you to listen closely, especially to the first three words. He says, Timothy, my son, I am giving you this command in keeping, you, in keeping with the prophecies once made about you so that by recalling them, you may fight the battle well, holding on to the faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected and so have, sh have suffered shipwreck with regard to the faith. 
In other words, Paul is, is telling his son, Timothy, you got to live up to the prophecies that have been given about your life. And I want you to hold strong to the faith. There have been others that have let their faith go. They have shipwrecked their faith and they've walked away from the faith. He's challenging his son in the faith. Hold firm, stay strong, stay steady. Keep going in Jesus. You can make it. It's the heart of a father speaking to the son saying, hey, son, you got to stay strong in the faith. That is what God has called us to do as spiritual fathers with our sons and our daughters to make sure that our sons and daughters stay strong in the faith. Listen, it is our job. When our sons and daughters are thinking about walking away from their faith, deconstructing their faith, it is our job to say, listen, you can do it. You can make it. Stay strong. Keep going in the faith. Listen, if you had those kinds of conversations with your sons and daughters, some of you need to not only do this with spiritual sons and daughters, some of you need to do this around the dinner table with your sons and daughters in your own home. You need to teach them how to live for Jesus. You need to teach them how to stay strong in the faith. You need to teach them how you have stayed strong in the faith. So number one, a spiritual father teaches their children how to stay strong in the faith. Secondly, as a father, you've got to give your children life and opportunities. It is your job to breathe life into them. It is also your job to give them opportunities, to open doors for them that nobody else could open. Listen to Genesis chapter, in Genesis chapter two, verse seven. Here's what it says. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the earth and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. You can almost sense God breathing into mankind, into humanity, the breath of God breathing life into us. God the Father gave Adam life, and that's what fathers do. They give their sons and daughters life. They give their sons and daughters opportunity. They see the potential inside of them and they breathe that life into them. There is an anointing, a mantle that is passed on of life and of opportunity that takes place. Listen, I remember when your pastor, Pastor Sean was traveling and, and we were in a mentor relationship and he's really, like I said, he's been a spiritual son in my life. By the way, Probably the most radical spiritual son to this day that I've ever had. I don't know too many people more radical than your pastor. Man, he would even stretch me and push me. But I, I remember one of the things that I knew that my role as a spiritual father to him was to give him opportunities before it was time was to put him up in front of people, preaching and teaching, even before many others would have said that he was ready. It is our job as spiritual fathers to not, not hoard the microphone, to not hoard the opportunities, but to literally breathe life and breathe opportunities into our spiritual sons and daughters. 
Listen, I'm not in competition with my spiritual sons and daughters. I'm not in competition with my own kids in my house. In fact, here's my dream. My dream is that my sons and daughters do better than I ever did that they would be better and stronger and they would go further and be more powerful than I've ever been in my whole life. It is your job as a father to give your children life and opportunities. The next thing that I want to touch on is that it is your job as a spiritual father to provide for your children. Luke chapter 11 Verses 11 through 13, speaking of our heavenly father says, which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Listen, The heavenly father knows that he has to provide for our needs. And so this illustration right here is an example of our father giving us what we need through the power of the Holy Spirit. In Matthew 6, verse 32, Jesus said, your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. Listen, it is our job as spiritual fathers to do exactly what our spiritual father in heaven is doing for us to provide for our children. Jesus taught us to pray our father, which art in heaven, which literally in Aramaic is, is Abba, daddy, Papa. Listen, your kids should be calling you and saying, Abba, daddy, Papa. We should be calling out to our heavenly father saying, Abba, daddy, Papa. The incredible thing about my kids is that they know no matter what's going on, dad is going to provide for them. When they're struggling financially, whatever they need from me, I am going to help provide for their needs because that's what my heavenly father has done for me. And our heavenly father has a good track record. How about you? When you see your spiritual son, your spiritual daughter, when you see as a mom your spiritual sons or daughters, even your sons and daughters in your home, when you see the needs, listen, it is our job to provide for those needs. Next thing that I want to give you is this. It is our job as spiritual fathers to protect our kids. Psalm chapter 46 verse 1 says, God our Father is our refuge and our strength. He's a very present help in trouble. Colossians chapter one, verse 24, Paul writes to the church in Colossae and he says, now I rejoice in what I am suffering for you. In other words, the apostle Paul is telling them, hey, this better for me to be in jail than for you to be in jail. That's the way a father thinks. A father thinks I want to protect my kids. I want to protect my spiritual sons and daughters. I want to protect the kids in my own house. Listen, here's the deal. When the devil picks on one of my sons or daughters, he is picking a fight with me. Just like when the devil picks on me, he's picking a fight with God. I'm just telling you right now, when the devil picks on one of my kids, he is going to see a different side of me when somebody else 
picks on one of my kids, my spiritual sons and daughters, the sons and daughters that are in my home, I'm telling you right now, if they pick on them, they're picking on me. I'll never forget my spiritual father uh, at a time when I was just getting going in ministry and I had another minister that really, really went after me and, uh, and actually degraded me and he said I would never, ever speak uh, any, with anyone that ever had, uh, he had influence with. And then I walked out of that phone conversation that he had so degraded and I felt so low. And I remember my spiritual father saying, I need his phone number because I'm going to call him. And my spiritual dad called him. And to this day, I do not know what my spiritual father said to that minister, but I do know this. I felt loved. I felt protected. There has to come moments in our life as spiritual sons or spiritual fathers where we protect our sons and daughters. You have to get this in your heart. Here's the good news for those of you that don't have a spiritual father. God is going to come through and he is going to rescue you because that's what a father does. They protect you. Next thing I want to tell you is that fathers, as a spiritual father, you have to grieve for your children because that's what we do. Why do we do that? Because of our great love for our kids. Luke chapter 15, verse 20. The Bible says, so he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and he kissed him. Where does this come from? This is one of the most famous stories in all of the Bible. It's a story about a son who literally spit in his dad's face and said, Dad, I want nothing to do with you, but I do want my inheritance. I want you to give me my inheritance early and I'm going to leave. And the Bible says that he left, took his inheritance, and he fell into a deep sin. He partied, lived a crazy lifestyle, and he squandered all of his inheritance. But we read in the passage of Scripture that the father was longing he was praying. He was saying, God, bring my son home. In a time where the son should have, have come home with shame. Listen, here's what happens. The son has nowhere else to go. He ends up eating with pigs. And he has this thought. The Bible says he comes to his senses and he says, man, even the servants that are in my father's house have a better life than I do. I'm going to come home. And I, if I'm a servant and a servant only, it'll be worth it to go back to my father. But the scripture that I just read to you out of Luke chapter 15, verse 20, says the father sees him a long way off and he doesn't yell at him. He doesn't say, hey, listen, you got to tell me what you've done wrong and you got to get on your knees and beg me if you want to come home and you better be lucky I'm even taking you back and you're going to start off as a servant. I'm not even calling you my son. No, no, no. The Bible says that the father, this Middle Eastern father runs towards his son on the road and he puts his arms around him and he says, son, welcome home. He never even yells at him for what he did. He loved him 
because he had grieved for him for so long. And he tells his servants, I want you to throw a party. We're going to kill the fattened calf. Let's do McDonald's for Jesus. Man, I'm telling you right now, this is a father who loves his children and even grieved. He grieved when one of his children had gone astray. This is what we do for our kids. We grieve for our children when they're going through a hard time because we love them so much. Jesus even demonstrated parental love in Matthew chapter 23, verses 37 through 39. He said, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. And you were not willing. Look, your house is left to you desolate, for I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. In other words, Jesus is grieving for Jerusalem as he sees the, the sheep weary and scattered like sheep without a shepherd. His heart is grieved. You can feel this parental love for his sons and daughters in the faith. Listen, some of you that are watching here from Kingdom Culture, you are your parents. So you understand what it's like to grieve for one of your children. I'll never forget, as long as I live, the, the time that my daughter was three years old. She's now 15 and she's one of the, the brightest, most powerful, most passionate, in love with Jesus kids you'll ever meet. But when she was three years old, we had just come back. We were on our way home from a missions trip in Guatemala. We had just finished an incredible crusade where we'd seen hundreds of people healed and, and uh, seen almost a thousand people give their life to Jesus. It was a powerful time. And on the car ride home, our three-year-old daughter Libby threw up. You know, kids throw up and we didn't think anything of it. We wiped her off and we flew home to Dallas where, where we were living at the time. And as we got back to Dallas, we put her to bed and about two o'clock that morning, man, she literally just started screaming at the top of her lungs. It was a different kind of scream. And if you're a dad, if you're a mom, you know that there are different kinds of screams. We knew that this was serious. And we walked into Libby's bedroom and when we got there, she was screaming and she was pointing at birds. She was hallucinating literally in her bedroom, seeing birds. We knew that this was serious. We put her in the car. We rushed her to the emergency room at Children's Hospital in Dallas, Texas. And, and man, the, the, the diagnosis wasn't good. They told us that Libby had viral encephalitis and that she would spend most of her life probably in some way, shape, or form having, having issues because there would be a part of her brain that didn't work. And that was only if she was going to make it through this time if she didn't die. And I'm just telling you right now, they had to do things to my three-year-old that when I close my eyes, I can see myself in that hospital room with the machines going and I can see, I can hear the noises those machines are making. I can see the long needle that they brought in to do the spinal tap for my three-year-old little girl. I can hear her screaming and holding onto my hand and saying, Daddy, please don't let them do it. Please, Daddy, don't let them do it. And I had the thought there in that room, God, could you put me on that table instead of her? 
Could you put me there instead of putting my daughter there? I was grieving for Libby at the time. And I'm telling you just to close out that story. The incredible thing about that story is that my father, my earthly father, he woke up around the same time that, that Libby woke us up. And he, and he heard God say, I want you to just begin to pace back and forth in the room and I want you to begin to pray for your son's family. He had no idea that we had taken Libby to the hospital. And man, that, that night he began to pray and God showed him a picture of our crusade. He literally saw the room where we were. He told me the paint colors on the walls. He could see every single detail. And God showed him a witch that was all the way in the back of that crusade that when I held Libby up and introduced her to the thousands of people in that room, that there was a witch in the back of the room that had put a spell on her. And he began to pray against that spell in the name of Jesus. And I'm here today to tell you that my daughter was healed. In fact, we left that hospital three days later. No trace of viral encephalitis left in her body. And today she is one of the smartest, most powerful, most God-fearing women of God you've ever met in her life. She can preach. She can teach. She is uh, trying to get into, uh, get an Ivy League education. She is so brilliant because God healed her. But I'll never forget the moment when God showed me the heart of a father sitting in there in her, in her hospital room next to her, grieving and allowing my heart to grieve. Listen, there are some of you that are here and you are, are saying this whole message is difficult for me because maybe you're here and you're saying I'm not on the father end. I'm on the child end and you haven't had a dad or maybe your dad hasn't been present in your life. I don't know what, where you find yourself. Maybe you've never had an earthly father. Maybe you've never had a spiritual father. Maybe you're, you're here and you've never had a father that's been present in your life. And I just want to tell you that I had an incredible dad who loved Jesus and loved me, but he was sick. Most of his life, most of my growing up years, in fact, one of the earliest memories I have as a child is watching my dad crawl down the hallways of our house. And he would look up at me and say, son, maybe someday God will heal me and I'll be able to walk again. So I understand what it's like to have a, a dad that's sick. I've always had a dad that was present, but my dad spent much of his life being sick. I'm just telling you that I know that these sons and daughter relationships with fathers, I know that they can be complicated. And so for some of you, you've been tempted to turn me off this entire time because you're going, you don't understand. I've got a strained relationship. There are some of you that are fathers in the room that you, you made some mistakes. Your relationship with your son, your daughter isn't where it needs to be. Or you're here and you know God has called you to be a spiritual father. And you, you haven't been, you haven't embraced that role in your life here today on this Father's Day here in 2021. It's a new start. God can help you. In fact, I want to read some promises to those that are fathers. And I want to read some promises from God's word to those of you that are sons and daughters. And you, this issue of father, it's a hard one for you. Listen to the promises of God. 
Psalm 146, verse nine. Here's what God says to you. He relieves the fatherless. In other words, he will provide you with relief over your life. He's gonna relieve the fatherless. Psalm 68, verse five. He's a father to the fatherless. He's a defender of widows. He is God in his holy dwelling. In other words, God's saying, hey, listen, maybe you haven't had an earthly dad that, that, that you've had a good relationship with. Maybe you haven't had one that's been present in your life. But listen, I want to be a father for you. And some of you say, how can I trust that God is going to be the father that I need? I'm here to tell you that he's the perfect father. He is all loving. He is all powerful. He will help you. He will guide you. He will help keep you strong. He'll protect you. He will grieve for you. This is the kind of heavenly father that we have. Listen, some of you have parents that have been separated, divorced. Some of you have a stepfather. You may or may not have a good relationship with them. Here's what Psalm 2710 says. When my father and my mother forsake me, the Lord will take care of me. He's a father to the fatherless, y'all. If you're here today and you say, this is hard for me, he wants to be a father in your life. And there is nothing in the world like the heart of a father. Today, if you are a spiritual father, I want to encourage you, keep going. Do these things. Protect your sons and daughters. Grieve for them. Help them stay strong in the faith. Provide for them. Be an incredible spiritual father. If you're a father that has blood kids in your house or maybe they're growing up now, I want to encourage you. It's not too late. Do these things. Teach your kids how to stay strong in the faith. Protect them. Provide life and opportunities for them. Guide them. Help them. Love them. Be an amazing father for your kids. If you're a mom, I'm encouraging you to do the same. This all applies to being a spiritual mother or a mother with kids in the house or grown up as well. Listen, I want you to listen to me closely today here on this Father's Day in 2021 because I want to tell you a story about one of my other kids. By the way, I told you about Libby. She's 15. I have a son who's 11, and I have another son who is three years old. I'm a 46-year-old man with a three-year-old, y'all. You got to pray for me. But listen, I love him just as much as I love the other two. I want to tell you about my son, Lincoln. We had a time that we were together in an amusement park. In fact, I, I believe it was Disney World. We got separated. And if, you, if you're a parent, you know that there there's, comes a moment when if you, you're in a store or you, uh, you have somewhere, if you, if you get separated from your kids, you're not thinking about anything else. Man, the, the only thing you can think about is finding that son, finding that daughter in your life. And I remember this moment because I located Lincoln, my, my son. He was just about four or five years old. I located him really, really quickly. In fact, he was only two or three people over from me, but we were in the middle of this packed crowd and, and he couldn't see me. I could see him, but all of a sudden he started yelling at the top of his lungs, Dad, where are you? Dad, where are you? And it just took me a few seconds 
And I got to him and I took his hand and I said, son, I'm here. Listen, dad will always love you. As long as dad is alive, I will always be here for you. You never have to worry about dad, dad leaving you. I'm always going to be here. But I think of that. And I think of the fact that, and I want you to hear me. Listen, kingdom culture. There are sons and daughters in the faith right now that you are not present in their life. Listen to me. Yet. And if you listen to them closely, if your spirit is alive and your heart is here, you can hear them calling out, Dad, where are you? Where are you, Dad? I'm telling you, listen closely. Some of you right now, even God is going to begin to drop names of people that you have influence with, that you have access to. It's time for you to open up your life. It's time for you to open up your home. It's time for you to embrace a spiritual son or a daughter in the faith. It's time for you to embrace your own sons and daughters in your own bloodline. It's time for you moms to adopt spiritual sons and daughters in your life. I'm telling you, listen to me. There are hundreds, dozens, thousands of people that are waiting on you to respond. Will you have the heart of a father or a mother today and respond and say, I will answer the call. I will listen to the cries of those who do not have a spiritual father or spiritual mother. I will embrace this call that Paul embraced, that Elijah embraced, that Jesus himself embraced with his sons in the faith, his 12 disciples. Listen to me closely. There are people waiting on the other side of your response to being a spiritual father or a spiritual mother. God help us. If people within our reach are calling out, and our spiritual ears are not in tune enough to hear them, to see them, to embrace them, to, to bring them into our homes and to begin to mentor and to disciple and to protect and to love and to guide and to provide life and opportunities for and to provide their, in for their needs. God help us if we ignore that call that is on our lives today. Listen, if you're here today and you're watching and you'd say, here's the truth. I don't even think I can be a spiritual father and mother. First of all, let me tell you, it doesn't matter how old you are. Listen, I started being a spiritual big brother uh, when I was in college for people. Really, I actually started this when I was in my late high school years and I've never stopped being that father, being that mother, for dozens, probably over a hundred spiritual sons and daughters in my life. And then I had that modeled for me in an incredible way with, with the spiritual father in my life. So you're never too, too young to, to start this and you're never too old to start this. You can start it today, but maybe you're hearing your first step is not to be a spiritual uh, father or mother. Your first step is to be a spiritual son or daughter. How do you do that? 
Well, you do that by coming into the family of God. You do that by becoming relatives, by, by literally allowing Jesus to adopt you into his family. So the Bible says that we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And it goes on to say that the wages of sin is death. So what that means is because of our sin, because of the mistakes where we fall short, no matter how hard we try, we've got sin in our life. And that separates us from our heavenly father. But the Bible says that God demonstrated his love for us in that while we were still sons and daughters, or in that while we were still in our sin, Jesus died for us to make us sons and daughters, to embrace us, to adopt us into his family. I'm here today to tell you that he wants to adopt you into his family. And if you're here today, your first step is to come in as a spiritual son or daughter into the family of God. And I want to pray for you right now. And I want you just to really get a hold of the fact that you are about to give your life over to Jesus as your Savior and as your Lord. You're going to believe in his death and, and his resurrection so you can become a spiritual son or daughter in your life. Lord, I thank you for my friends right now that are praying with me. I thank you for the spiritual sons and daughters in the faith here on this morning, this Father's Day morning. They are becoming spiritual sons and daughters. Lord, let them feel your adoption as they put their faith, their hope, their trust, their excitement in you, oh God. I pray, Lord God, that they would feel the loving arms of the Heavenly Father wrapping around them and the arms of Jesus wrapping around them right now. I thank you, Lord, that because you sent, Lord, the Heavenly Father sent his Son, which is the hardest thing as a father to do, Lord Jesus, you gave your life and the Father had to turn his eyes away. And because of that, we can become sons and daughters. Thank you for my friends that are doing that for the first time or that are coming back. There's some of you that need to come back right now. You're the prodigal son. You're the one that spit in God's face and said, God, I want nothing to do with you. It is, it is you that needs to come home today. And listen, you got to understand the heart of the heavenly father is not, he doesn't, he's not going to make you feel bad. He's going to run towards you. You're going to feel his compassion and his love as he puts his arms around you. There's going to be a party that happens in heaven because you're coming home. So father, help those that need to come home to their father, to their heavenly father. Thank you, Jesus, that Lord, as they come home today, Lord, it doesn't matter what's happened. It doesn't matter how much they have hurt you and squandered, Lord, their life. Lord, they're walking down the road and they're coming home. And as they come home, let them feel the, the love, the embrace, the party-like atmosphere that you are throwing for them as they come home today. I thank you for it, Jesus. Now listen, I want to pray right there for some of you that this whole father thing is hard for you because of a strained relationship. Because maybe you have never had a relationship with your earthly father. Maybe you've, you've longed for a spiritual father and you still don't have one. I just want to tell you, listen, God is perfect. He is loving. He is kind. And he wants to help you today 
And I just want you to listen to do something for me. Do something for me today. I want you to open your heart. I want you just to try to trust that maybe your heavenly father will do better than your earthly father. I just want you to trust. And I want to pray that that door of trust would be opened in your heart today. Lord, I pray today for my friends that this this message, Lord, this talk was hard for them because, Lord, the subject of having a father, Lord, is hard because they've had a strained relationship or no dad present or long for a spiritual father and they've never had one. I pray, oh God, that there would be a door of trust in the spirit realm that would open right now. Their heart would literally begin to burst with trust. And that the heavenly father, Lord, you would come down as a heavenly father and you would embrace them because they opened that door of trust. Lord, wherever they're watching right now, let that door of trust be present and let the Holy Spirit come and the Heavenly Father sweep into the room right now, Lord, as they feel the love of a Father, a Heavenly Father. Let it come in right now in the name of Jesus. The last group that I want to speak to you and that I want to pray for today is those of you that God is is pricking your heart to be a father or to be a mother, a spiritual father, or maybe to restore the relationship with your kids. I gave you some practical things from God's word on on how to be a great spiritual father or a great heavenly father or, 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 I mean, a great earthly father or mother to your own bloodline. I, I gave you some of those things, but listen, none of those can happen unless you say yes, unless you make a decision to say, listen, it is no longer going to be about me. It is going to be about the legacy that I pass on, the opportunities that I pass on, the wisdom that I pass on, the love that I passed on. I want to believe in those that are coming after me. I want to provide life and opportunities for them. And I'm going to, I'm going to adopt at least one, maybe more than one. I'm going to open up my life, my home. I'm going to model what it means to live for Jesus. I'm going to say like Paul said in 1 Corinthians 11, one, follow me as I follow Christ. You have to say yes, but just don't forget that if you say no, there are people that will be, that will be without fathers in their life. Listen, there are people on the other side of your yes, their life is never going to be the same. Their walk with Jesus is never going to be the same because you chose to say yes. I venture to say That Pastor Sean, one of the most powerful pastors, leaders, prophets, teachers, I venture to say that he would not be who he is had I not said yes to being a father for him and for so many others. I'm not bragging about myself. I'm just telling you that the greatest thing you can do is not be perfect. The greatest thing you can do is be available. And just say yes to being a father or a mother. Maybe God, as I pray right now, is even going to give you somebody to call today. Somebody to say, listen, I want to do this for you. I want to open up my life and my home. I'm not perfect, but I'm striving to look more and more like Jesus. And I want to help you do the same. 
I'm going to pray that the Holy Spirit brings conviction, not condemnation, but conviction to your heart. I'm going to pray that you'll say yes to the challenge in front of you today, to say yes to becoming a spiritual father or a spiritual mother for at least one, maybe way more than one. Father, I pray for my friends that are watching from Kingdom Culture today. I pray that they would learn, not only from my life, but they would understand that there's a spiritual father above me that did this for me. There's an earthly father, Lord, my own uh, blood dad, Lord, who did this for me as well. But then I know that Pastor Sean has done it for so many. They would look at the models of spiritual fathers and they would get it in their heart, oh God. Holy Spirit, bring the conviction into bring your conviction into the room where they're sitting right now lord that they would become spiritual fathers and mothers for a generation that is crying out where are you dad just like my son lincoln was crying out at that amusement park lord i pray god that there would be some insights, some prophetic things that happen right now that they would write down some names of people right now. Give them names of some people, Lord, that they can adopt as sons and daughters. I pray, Lord, that there would even be some next steps, Lord, that they would be able to hear the Holy Spirit speaking as I'm praying right now. We give you room, Holy Spirit, to speak, to come in right where they are. And I pray, Lord God, as you speak in these moments that we have here to, together today, as you speak names, as you speak next steps, Jesus, I pray that a generation would be built. There would be a legacy of Jesus followers that would be built because of those that have said yes to being a spiritual father, to being a spiritual mom. I thank you for those today in Jesus name. Listen, kingdom culture. I want to tell you that although I've never had a chance to be there physically with you and maybe pastor Sean and I can arrange that at some point, I need to get together with my spiritual son in the faith. I need to see him again. In fact, I'll say like Paul said, I long to see you and to visit with you again. Maybe I'll get to, to meet you in person at some point, Kingdom Culture, when you're out of quarantine and your church opens up. And we can be together, but please know this. Whether I've ever had a chance to meet you or not, know two things. Number one, you have one of the greatest pastors and one of the greatest leaders. And Sean, I want you to hear this from me. Your spiritual father is proud of you today. For your family that you're leading, that you are a great father to your kids, that you are a great spiritual father to so many outside of your home. You're a great husband. You're a great leader. You're a great pastor, great speaker, great prophetic voice to Canada and beyond. And you need to know that I smile because I'm so proud of you. And please know this, kingdom culture. I love you and I'm proud of you as well. Keep faith, keep strong in the faith and have a happy Father's Day. God bless you. This is Wayne Northup from New Orleans, Louisiana, saying thanks so much for letting me be with you this morning. Wow, guys, this was so, so awesome. awesome. Wayne, I'm so like, my mind is blown. 
What a powerful, powerful message. I'm super encouraged. I feel encouraged as a father. I hope you, even if you're not a father to your few challenge to be a spiritual father in this season mm -hmm. and or to find a spiritual father for you in this season, a great way is to get connected with a connect group. Uh, if you made a decision to say yes to Jesus for the very first time, make sure you let us know. Send us an email to prayerkingdomculture.ca. We do want to follow up with you. We do want to do life with you. Send mm -hmm. resources your way. And yeah, that's it for today, right? Yes. Guys, don't forget to like, subscribe, and enjoy the rest of the Sunday. Have an amazing week, and happy Father's Day. Bye, happy Father's Day. Bye.